you want to s start living a simple life or find a cabin or find find somewhere to live a very simple life try to do it in steps if you're trying to do everything by yourself from the get-go you're gonna fail in this episode i'm sitting down with none other than matthias also known as talas buan on youtube he and his family is living a very simple life without electricity or running water. They combine this simple life with Matthias' passion for filmmaking and photography. And the result, that is one of my absolute favorites to watch on YouTube. You're listening to My True North. My name is Kalle Flodin and this is a podcast where I sit down with a fascinating individual who has listened and understood that whisper they were carrying around inside of themselves. That voice telling them it must be more to life than what they have been told. Following your true north is about going after what you want. It is your internal compass, unique to you. Welcome to my true north, Matthias. Do you mind presenting yourself so people know who they're listening to? My name is Matthias and I live in Jämtland, a part of Sweden, uh, in the sparsely populated area of Sweden, I guess. It's somewhere in the middle of Sweden, so and closer to Norway. Uh, so there is just lots of forests and not so much people. And I live here on what is called a fair board. And uh, we can <laughs> discuss what that is in English <laughs> uh, further on, I guess. But uh, I live here with my wife and our just arrived son or he's nine months now but it feels like yesterday <laughs> yeah so it's really s simple living just a cab small cabin of about 15 square meters and there is no running water and no electricity so really simple life so how did you end up there to begin with because you're not originally from sweden or finland i'm guessing yes i'm from finland originally so i, I grew up in vasa we have some animals now, but uh, I had no experience before with animal uh, husbandry. So it's uh, exciting. But uh, we, I, I ended up here because I met Tova at a school where we we studied practical archaeology. Mm, okay. It's it that, that school was in Sveg. It's called Beckedals Folkhögskola. So we studied a lot of skills that people need. Uh, in, in order to live from what the nature provides over here. When you look at your videos, or when I look at your videos, you look like you've done this your whole life. Uh, you seem really experienced in everything from butchering to cutting down trees to building. Yeah, I would say so. And I have this uh, mindset that if they could do this before, if a simple farmer could do this before, then why why shouldn't I be able to do it? Yeah. Of course, they had uh, their parents who teached them how to build houses and how to do this and that. But it doesn't have to be so complicated. And of course, that it takes time for me because I need to learn and I need to fail and make mistakes and then do it again and so on. But you live this simple life and you still combine it, what I feel like at least, with some technology. You run a YouTube channel where you have... A yeah, you have a really good eye for cinematography and you have this drone that you fly uh, very talentedly. talently. Yeah, a bit of, with a lot of talent at least. Uh, so how do you combine those two together? Because I feel the same with, I have a lot of technology in my life 
because I have my YouTube channel and you have yours. So how do you balance that? That's a, an interesting question because I, that, that is something I think about uh, a lot as well. Every time we try to, on our YouTube channel, we try to not show all the cars and tractors and computers and cameras. And I, I really want to talk about axes and, and uh, knives and, <laughs> and building with timber and, and these old handicrafts. But in order to show this, we need the technology, the computer and the, the drone and the camera and so on. I really am a, a camera nerd as well, so yeah. <laughs> so I I watch a lot of of YouTube on cameras and filming technique and. How did you start filming from the beginning? So the whole filming process and also taking pictures, like stills, started with uh, for me when I was young and rode skateboards. Ah, okay. And snowboard snowboarding as well. So from skateboarding and snowboarding. So a, a big part of that culture is, is capturing all the stunts and, and, and may, make uh, small videos. So me and my skateboard crew and uh, snowboard crew uh, filmed a lot and, and was at home and edited. So, so the whole filming and editing part comes from that. Okay. And then the interest has been growing and back then I didn't know anything about anything we just tried to replicate all the great snowboard movies and, and, and <laughs> skateboard movies with the editing style and so it wasn't so hard for me to start the filming process and editing process for this channel but that was my biggest concern when I started filming for YouTube that I was more comfortable behind the camera from the beginning just capturing beautiful photos or drone shots and everything but I was a bit more uncomfortable being in front of the camera telling the stories and everything. Was that a difficult thing for you or how? It was really hard. Okay. <laughs> really hard from the beginning. It was really hard. So it took a while before both me and Tova became comfortable in front of the camera. But if I take it back a few steps, like how did you end up in this kind of, kind of extreme uh, lifestyle without running water or electricity where people, I think romanticize that kind of lifestyle that would really dream to go out to live in the forest and everything but it's a lot of work as you know how did you end up there and what has happened that you didn't expect moving there i guess there is several reasons why i ended up here one of them is that i have never had any money <laughs> okay so i've always tried to find ways of living and and uh, simple ways of living that that allows you to live without money or with very little money so i've been living in in tipis home built tipis and yurtas when i have been attending these schools i have been forced to find different ways of living because the school's accommodation doesn't allow for dogs to be there so i've been in one uh, Folkhög school where I learned to build houses with timber and then I lived in a tipi because yeah because I had a dog at that time and he's still around Mizak is is his name and he's I guess 13 years old now but and then I went to the next uh, Folkhög school 
where I met Tuva and Musak was still with me then as well. So, so then I built a, a yurt, not the best kind of, of uh, tent to be living in, in, uh, in this climate. But since, since the snow uh, is very heavy on the, on the roof, but yeah, so I've been living this kind of simple, non-electric, non-running water life for some time before we came here. Yeah, so it was not that big of a surprise when you moved there, I guess, because you've already doing kind of hard challenges even before. Yes, yes, I would say so. So, so that's the money aspect. But another aspect is also that I've been looking for for what is truly sustainable and and what what does it take f- for for a human to live. Uh, some somewhat sustainable or more towards the susa- uh, truly sustainable way of living. Do you think it's possible in this day and age to live fully sustainable on your own, uh, off the grid and off society and just by yourself? Or are we too like evolved as humans today to take a step back? Technically, it's possible. Practically, yeah. <laughs> it's not because of the laws and the tax system and and stuff in, 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 in countries. So, so of course we could live here sustainable. The whole village could be sustainable here. We could just uh, make our own food here and, and so forth and so on. But of course, there's the question of, of uh, modern technology or modern uh, hospitals and modern culture and I don't know. You've chosen some things that are quite connected to like society, say your YouTube channel, for instance, but you've also taken decisions where you've like take steps back from society. Um, I guess when you had your your first kid or your only kid, I guess uh, you had home birth. Wasn't that right? I wouldn't say it was planned, but <laughs> okay, almost planned home birth. <laughs> we planned it in case of in case it would happen like this. And oh, okay. because we have uh, one and a half hours to, to the closest hospital. So we were a little bit afraid that, that if something would go wrong, then it, the, the travel to the hospital is very far. But in the morning when Tuva was in labor, she just decided that, no, I'm not sitting in a car now. Yeah. <laughs> and also the virus situation made it a little bit sketchy and it was in march so it was in the beginning of the whole hysteria oh wow that must like be going through childbirth on its own might be stressful but i'm guessing that kind of like environment that you were in back then in march where everything was happening at the worst at that point at least it couldn't have made it easier it was a easier decision to stay at home that that's for sure yeah (laughs) i can imagine that Uh, and we are glad we did we're glad we did because because it went so well and, and no stress from any doctors or nurses or anything. So, do you think it was like socially accepted? How did your friends and family react on it? We have got mostly positive reactions. But how do you feel that it's like opening up your life, like you have done now on YouTube with your kid and your lifestyle and everything? How has that been? Being public because you have quite a big of a channel right now and there's a lot of people watching and how do you feel that in compared to living this isolated as you actually do yeah that's a good question because 
they are like opposites. Yeah, they're total opposites. <laughs> we use this uh, YouTube channel as a means to get where we want to go because we are figuring out this every day how how to live this life and and how to uh, how to source our own food and uh, so we're learning every day and before the YouTube channel grew so that we could live on it on the small amounts that we get from the YouTube channel still yeah but <laughs> it, it it is possible for for us to live on it now yeah that's cool because we are also living so so cheap so that was the biggest shift for me when I moved here uh, that I realized that I don't need a big income anymore the pe- yeah. people ask like how are you able to sustain yourself out there money wise but the reality is that I don't spend that much money. There's no stores and I have no interest in buying things. Uh, okay, I buy camera stuff because I'm a real nerd <laughs> in that area. But otherwise I keep aftermarkets and everything. I buy food sometimes here and there. But I don't spend money like quote unquote normal people does when they maybe go to a shopping mall. I can, like you said, I can start living on my YouTube channel now as well. And that's uh, a wonderful thing, of course. But it also comes with the, the balance like we talked about with the digi- digital world and... Um, the simple living yeah. because I'd sometimes bring in uh, show my cameras and I remember when, when I showed my car in, in the my first video one of my first videos I got some comments like oh I was so disappointed seeing a car he's so fake because they want us to live like this super extreme hardcore lifestyle without a computer without a drone without a car and then I'm just sitting there like okay how do you expect me to film and edit and upload this without ever having any technique at all we have gotten some of that reaction as well but it's just it's just to ignore <laughs> that's what i love about the community that both you and i have i think we share some of the same uh, audience uh, i think they're really supportive if i look at other like communities online uh, i think this like kind of outdoor simple living uh, kind of people is very supportive and very uh, happy about the subject I would add to this that uh, if we wouldn't have this YouTube channel is like we had didn't before we were working away from here in, on money jobs to 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 afford to eat and and also to, to afford to pay for the gas to drive to the job <laughs> so yeah exactly so the whole thing so we were we were living very very harshly and also a, a, a normal or how to say quote-unquote normal <laughs> life but in a very difficult situation with with uh, off-grid and, and no, no running water and so on so the youtube channel has become a way for us to be able to work from home and that's really nice and also now with with ivar that he he that we both can be home and and be with him all the time so i don't have to drive away from here and work for 10 hours that's the same idea i had about when i moved here as well that i wanted to be more with the partner i'm sharing my life with with christina and our future kids as well like be able to live with them not just you know come home in the evening and have a life then uh, but actually live together and you know experience life all day long not just a few hours in the evening or uh, mornings that's my idea at least but have you gotten i saw a video of yours 
a couple of weeks ago when you have this like disclaimer in the beginning that you were talking about you were butchering two of your uh, pigs is it some areas like that that is more difficult to share about because it's a sensitive area i don't want it to be like that but that is how it is with uh, with these social medias that when you show how real food is made then people get triggered and that's really something something is uh, a little bit skewed about that so i really wanted to bring that up and i was really nervous with that video and since since uh, our income is from youtube now one has to start thinking about uh, can i say this can i do that and that's i think that's something this uh, it's not so nice to not be able to do what you like and and really be free with your when you are creating uh, but that's how it is in some way kind of puts a limit on what you're sharing like you have to think about okay is this okay to share but that's why i think it was so good of you guys to share that butchering part because that's the reality of it we like i commented on your video i think as well that we have lost connection to what food is we're just a meat package in a store and it's so it's so valuable that to share the experience i think that this is what food is coming from this is the origin and so people can understand it i totally understand that it's very difficult when you're hitting the upload button and no idea how people are going to react to it but i think people like you are very necessary in that area to share the reality of it we were very nervous about that video but we have been showing butchering before but since the channel is growing all the time you never know how will the the people react but uh it was very, uh, there was a lot of comments that it was the fa most favorite and uh, video they had ah, seen okay. and, and many agreed. And there is uh, some from the not so nice plant-based community that <laughs> comments as well. Yeah. But, uh, There's a very few percentage that is also negative, like we talked about, that majority of who is watching our videos is very happy and very supportive and of course everyone is allowed to their opinion but um yeah you have to shake it off sometimes as well and just continue on what is important to you as a creator and what you want to talk about yeah it's better to have a few few really good subscribers than than a lot of uh, you can't please every, everyone uh, is what i want to say the one thing i've thought about when i've watched your videos what I have not seen in any other videos actually from other creators uh, is that you have the first video I saw was you guys letting I think it was sheep uh, you were fixing the fence and moving it a bit um, so the first scenes were just you moving around it was completely quiet it was some envi um, environmental sounds and there was no talking there was no music it was just a really real aspect of how it was recorded how was your idea on that because a lot of creators including myself i would say uh on youtube is trying to like maximize people's attention span but you you guys have in a good way i mean like slowed it down take a slower pace and it really matches your lifestyle but how is your thought around that kind of content yeah that's interesting because i struggle with with how to choose choosing how to edit when it comes to these things i, I really want it to be more slow and I, I enjoy more slow content and I enjoy more m movies that are not so 
hysterical or how to say so i enjoy that but i at the, on the other hand i know that that people's attention span is not so so long and you should really be editing in a faster pace and but i try to do a little bit of both just to satisfy my own uh, uh, artistic visions and also trying to to do some fast edits once in a while as well. Yeah, because I think if you're doing the slow edits like you do now uh, with slow content and everything, I think you will attract the people you want there on your channel. And if you start editing really fast and having really hard cuts, uh, you will attract the people that want more of that content. So just by keeping it slow and keeping it, you know, a steady, slow pace, which is good, um, you will attract the people that appreciate that as well. Yeah, absolutely. One thing I actually wanted to talk to you about is was the one you got into a few minutes ago, like the money situation, because I find it from just my perspective, at least, that talking about money and talking about slow living doesn't go hand in hand at all. People don't want you to have any money at all. Uh, they want you to live really poorly if you have uh, like, quote unquote, poor lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't mean poor. I would say I'm living very rich in the sense of my life situation. Um, but I wouldn't say rich money-wise. So you're rich, but you lack money. Yeah, <laughs> exactly like that. Have you experienced that as well on your end? Yeah, I've, yeah, yeah. Luckily, there are people that don't think so, don't think it has to be like that way. So. So that's why we are able to continue doing these videos because of all the patrons that we have the the ads ad sense from the ad money from YouTube doesn't it's nothing you can rely on so but uh, I I understand what you're saying it all comes back to the that everything has to be black or white people think that everything has to be black or white like if you're living like this you have to source all your own food and, and and build everything by yourself and you are going to make it hard for yourself if you want to have this kind of simple life and try to go all in from the start if you know what i mean if you try to do everything yourself you're going to crash into a wall and and fail miserably so I would suggest that if someone is interested in living like this, take it step by step and learn through the process. And we have been working very hard to get this YouTube channel up and running because we worked for money elsewhere. And then we come, came home and uh, learned about how to take care of these animals and how to butcher and how to everything. And then also filming the process and learning about the filming process and editing and how YouTube works. So we have like been working for the past couple of years. We have been working to 300 percent or how yeah, say. so very hard. <laughs> and now finally, we don't have to go from here and work somewhere else. We can be at home and work from home. But. We <laughs> I've been thinking the last couple of days have been pretty stressful that we are in this typical self-employed uh, rut where you work from morning to evening and and uh, never ever let the work go and so now I'm struggling with how to separate work from from something else or 
what the something else is, I don't really know because everything we do here now is can be seen as work. But I realized that when I moved here as well, that my first idea when I moved here, because I had a blog back then, I thought when I left Stockholm, I was like, oh, I'm going to have all the time in the world to just write and take photos and, you know, just cruise. Um, but then I realized that's the total opposite. It took me six months, I think, to write a new blog post after I moved here because I didn't feel like I had the time. I put all my time into just, you know, uh, almost just surviving, uh, keeping warm, chopping down trees, uh, figure out how to make an income. Uh, and I think that's a big misunderstanding that people think that is just simple life means an easy life. I said in my latest video that simple life is not easy. If you want easy, just stay in an apartment and have a nine to five job. That is like easy. It's not uncomplicated, but it's at least easy and you know what's coming. When you live this way, there's so many things that just pop up out of nowhere and it's just a new project and a new project and a new project. But for you guys, what has been the most unexpected thing that has happened or that you had to deal with since you moved to your fabwood, the cabin? I guess I didn't expect that this with YouTube and everything would work so well as it has. It's really, really nice to be able to work with what you really like and earn what you need from that. Why do you think your channel has been a success then? Because it's a lot of channels starting up every day in the world. Why has your channel like taken off in the sense that it has? Uh, it's hard to say, but I guess it's a pretty small niche. There is some off-grid channels and simple living channels, but not that much. There are a lot of homesteading channels. We try here to, as I said in the beginning, like I want to talk about axes and, and, and uh, stone tools or I don't know, yeah. <laughs> simple tools. <laughs> and not show a, a, a four-wheel quad or, or, or the truck or uh, lots of tractors. and So I don't know, I guess something with the timbering and, and living this simple life with, with simple tools and trying to also try, uh, trying to solve problems without heavy machinery and, and stuff like that is something that attracts people and we try to show the problem solving in our videos as well and, and it's a lot of head scratching and we're trying to build st stuff that we have never done before and in, just with what we got so and, and by by simple means so i think that is i think people at least enjoy the idea of being being able to live from what is around you and, 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 and fixing things themselves, even though many are not doing that right now. But I think one key to your success is also your honesty about it. That it's not like this glorified or romanticized picture of simple living. It is hard. You need to collect wood in the winter for next winter. You need to, you know, heat the water. You need to take care of the kid in this kind of simple living. You do it honestly. And I think the internet overall is so saturated with too much fakeness and i think when they stumble upon something that is actually a bit honest that is showing the real life um it, of course it's like i do with my channel it's very beautiful drone shots and it's beautiful scenery and everything but if you try to mix in some honesty in it like yeah 
It's, it was a beautiful shot of the drone right now, but I had to go up four in the morning to catch the sun, track all the the camera gear all along with you and charge everything. And there's a lot of things that goes into it that people don't think about. So I think that's a big part of your success as well, like being honest, because we need more of that. And I guess some kind of consistency that they are talking about always. If you, and also, I guess it's it's as simple as if you do what you enjoy, and and as you say, being honest, then it will grow. What are you most proud about? I guess I'm most proud about my son right now. Yeah, <laughs> I wish you guys could see him smiling right now. Um, I'm not a father myself, but I can imagine that's a enormous part of one's life. And uh, when that change comes into your life. But how has a kid affected your lifestyle in that kind of scenery you're living in? Yeah, that has been a challenge for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Since we are living on 15 square meters uh, and I'm trying to get some work done, some editing done or something. And uh, we share everything. So, and me and Tuva share, share the work that has the new work that has come with a with a with an infant so it's not easy at all but it has worked very well i would say no no challenges that has been that has been very hard yeah because like you said before like if you love something uh, even if it's a person or a job or whatever you will make it work uh, even if it's really hard sometimes yeah, but we are very much looking forward to move into a little bit bigger cabin that we are working <laughs> on here beside this. Yeah, one. I can imagine. How big is that going to be? It's, uh, so this is 15 square meters and the new one is uh, 40 square meters. Oh, so, wow. That's like a palace for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're building that by yourself? Yeah. And it has taken several years and it will probably take more several <laughs> more years. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work. But what's coming up for you guys around now, this time? Is what's kind of the next big project? We are building a cellar, an earth cellar or a cheese ah, cellar. Okay. For, yeah. And uh, But that is on hold now because winter and freezing temperatures. So since we can't continue on that one now, I'm going to start timbering again. And I have been t- haven't been building with timber the whole summer because we were focusing on the cellar and other projects but i guess we are always very very optimistic about time and have these big plans that this and this is going to be ready this summer but uh, the winter comes and almost nothing of that is done and even though we feel that we have worked from morning to night every day so yeah but it's the same here i said like yeah we're totally gonna have the new door and the new roof before snow comes it's no worries at all and now i'm sitting down here with half a roof with tarps covering it all together the doors are in place but the roof is only half done and today it has come like one decimeter of snow um so i have to scrape that off and start building fresh tomorrow Everything takes way more time than you can ever imagine, actually. Especially when you try, at least, to do the most of the work yourself. But do you have neighbors or friends and family living nearby? Yeah, so Tuva's family lives in the village that is about two two kilometers from here. 
So that's uh, very nice to have. So we are helping up uh, over there a lot and helping each other a lot. Yeah, that's almost necessary, I think. Yeah, that's very nice. As a final thing, is this something you would like to recommend? It could be anything. Everything from a lifestyle tip to a book or whatever you feel like. I guess I'm going to say again that if you want to start living a simple life or find a cabin or find, find somewhere to live a very simple life, try to do it in steps. Uh, if you're trying to do everything by yourself from the get-go, you're going to fail or you're most probably going to fail. <laughs> yeah, that's a g- great advice actually uh, because a lot of people is just jumping into it and then it's too overwhelming. They would have succeeded if they just took it a bit, bit slower. Uh, try to grow some carrots and get some chickens and, and uh, start with that and, and then it will roll on from that point. People that want to follow you online, where can they find you? So we have a YouTube channel that is called Talas Buan. And I guess you can put that in the description. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have to spell it. I will have it in the, in the show notes. From there, you can find our website and our Instagram, both me and Tuva's Instagram. Yeah, that's perfect. But it's the YouTube channel that is our main source, our main social media. Thank you so much for uh, Matthias for taking the time to talk with me. Thank you. I hope I can come visit someday so I can see how you actually live out there. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. You're welcome. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, I would love if you can share the episode on an Instagram story. And if you have any recommendations on future guests, please write me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear your thoughts. Bye for now. We'll talk soon.